You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. In preparing for making Delta Green its own show, and the preparations that went into creating Get in the Trunk Season 2, one of the things I was most excited about was that this was going to be a solid 10-12 episode season for our uh, $5 subscribers on Patreon to get really excited about, in addition to the amazing shows that Skid runs uh, that also go uh, to our subscribers. Um, I'm a little bummed that this one is going to be over after five eps <laughs> because I have the journal and we can just go kill this kid. <laughs> the story's over. That's it. There we go. It was weird. Weird that Roll you just credits. let us do it. Roll credits. Before we were recorded, Troy was like, so we should just kill this kid, right? Just kill him in front of his mom. Walk up and shoot him. <laughs> Beat him to death with the journal. <laughs> but I think Josh, Matthew was in you said like no let's wait till his dad comes home so we can watch Matthew <laughs> 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 <He> said that <laughs> I'm afraid to say anything I don't want to take any options off the table <laughs> I hope you prepped another scenario that you can dovetail into. <laughs> I hope you prepped another for six kid. more reps. We're going to kill like this kid. Sounds going to come down the stairs firing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just throw the book at him. <laughs> Chuck it like a frisbee. <laughs> it's just going to turn into Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's just going to come down the stairs just firing with two guns. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird choice, O'Brien. <laughs> I just it's um I had no idea after the first season uh I had no idea that you guys would be so amazing at that mystery solving. Uh so I was like this is going to take at least 10 apps. 4 apps in. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Done. I don't know we how I'm going to drag this shit out. <laughs> I'm just relying on the uh, pre-show banter to, uh, this, to this is really stretch. This is what's so hard about Delta Green, though, because we're joking and we're like, ah, but I'm like, that can't be it. There's something. There's something he's not telling us. There's something Joe's got. There's some twist, some twist of the knife. I don't know. Only because he thinks we're not going to go kill this kid, but we're going to go decapitate <laughs> him, and that's the end of the session. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it looks like my shoes are untied. Knife to the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Open and shut case. <laughs> you turn to the mother, you're welcome. You're we welcome. <laughs> That'll be $3,000. <laughs> we give her a bill. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be three thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, it was only a matter of time before he got angry at his mom. Yeah, right. True. We're doing her a favor. Huge solid. We're doing her. Yeah. Was his room a mess when you were up there? Um, 
Yeah, it was like a typical teen's room, I think is the way Joe described it. And there was some weird stuff around there. But when I opened up the chest, it was the collection of uh, baubles and whatnot was all sort of localized in there. Well, I'm saying if his room's a mess, his mom's going to get on his ass about it at some point. Right. And he's going to turn into a bat and rip her throat out. Yep. <laughs> That'll teach her. <laughs> like and I said, we solved it. Turn into a bat, rip her throat <laughs> out, which is it. And then drop her on, drop her from a from a high altitude onto a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and thought, then take her head off. Right, remove yeah, her head. Yeah. And her spine. Yeah. What are you talking about, Sydney? I've clearly I've told you everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys know it all. <laughs> I hope none of us pissed him off. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. now that would be a great investigative strategy let's just oh. put him in a room alone with cumstone for five minutes <laughs> i mean it's a win-win scenario one we'll figure out how this works two a high chance that roger's dead how dare you he's a veteran <laughs> it's true you might Three, be able to hold you can off. witness the metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> Live in person. These out-of-the-box problem-solving skills are clearly why Gavin is a member of Delta Green. It's not <laughs> just handed down from his mother. He's not, you know, getting any type of uh, nepotism uh, done out here. So. Does he get this? Does Gavin get this from his weird uh, hooded chanting circles that he goes to after uh, reading so, up on the law? You don't know what was going on in those circles. They might have just been, you know, helping people out. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> just the look on Troy's face. Like, I'm not buying it, Kevin. <laughs> you don't help people, people out in a hood. <laughs> Why are you giving me a hard time about my charity circles? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know we, ra- we also raise money for good causes <laughs> while, while summoning the horn beast. <laughs> Oh, well, um, this time I think is fantastic between sessions uh, for you guys to think about everything that went down, talk with each other out of character uh, about all this stuff, because there are a lot of there are a lot of layers to what's going on here. And the idea of uh, stabbing this kid in the neck in his living room uh, while his mom's in the kitchen or something uh, is. Yeah, it uh, it would solve a problem, theoretically, right? Maybe <laughs> the problem. Uh, it does open up a few other problems, though. So <laughs> just keep all those in mind uh, before you act. Or don't. And let me just have a blast running this game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, I, I will. I didn't expect this conversation to take place at the top of this episode. So <laughs> I will admit something. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen in this episode. <laughs> I truly have no idea. Uh, with the information that you guys have, you could do anything. And so, uh, we're just going to have to bob and weave and, uh, figure out w- how this story is going to end. Uh, because yeah, you guys are, you're motoring through and it's, it's exciting to, to be where you are right now with the information that you have. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's play. Let's play a little DJ. I love starting with a good scene. I love setting the tone with a good scene. Let's black it out. Ooh! Everybody, shut up. 
Shut up! Shut up! We fade up on a linoleum floored room. The walls are white, bare. Aside from one large, one-way mirror that covers the entire wall on one side. A fluorescent light above surges with small crackles of energy, making a high-frequency buzzing sound. Standing solo in this room, almost frozen in time, we see the small figure of Magdalena. Outstretched, tense in her right hand, is a thirty-eight caliber pistol pointed at the back of a, the head of a young boy. We so slowly zoom in on her left hand, which hangs at her side, and we just see her fingers twitch. We don't see the boy's face, but we see him hunched over slightly and mumbling and crying. <laughs> I swear, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Snot coming out of his nose. <laughs> Please, I'll do anything you want. I just, I just want to go home. Magdalena slowly never taking her eyes off the back of his head, brings the pistol even closer. <laughs> I, just, I just want my mom. Magdalena, for a brief moment, wavers. Her eyes dart to the wall where the one-way mirror is, where she knows her partner is watching, waiting. Then, snapping her back to reality, the boy tries to spin himself around to face her, but instinctively, just as she catches the movement in her peripherals, her index finger tightens, and there's no sound. Like the air has left the room. The body flies forward and goes limp, head slumped forward over the chest. Magdalena's arm is stiff, still out in front of her, her knuckles white, we zoom in on her face and see that her eyes are wide with a mixture of confusion, sadness, and pure hatred. We blink and see those eyes again, and Magdalena is sitting in a living room in Long Island looking across at a boy of a similar age who's sitting on a couch wearing a purple hoodie of his high school team talking about the dreams he might have had last night. He sits close to um, Gavin, uh, who's been chatting up this, uh, this teenager, uh, Tom Dangler, and also Caesar Bridges uh, is in the room, along, of course, with Jordy. Uh, they have been talking to the boy for some time uh, about his recent absences from school, some dental surgery he's had, uh, and of course, um, his, uh, his relationship with Lauren Harrogate. Uh, and, uh, in, in general, he seems compliant, uh, in every way and, and trying to help you guys out. Um, and it's just at that time, uh, that you look up and 
you see Roger Cumstone comes walking down the steps, uh, having just gotten over a, a bout of some serious diarrhea. <laughs> Presumably, he cleaned the area up sufficiently uh, and is now walking back downstairs. With a limp. With <laughs> a <The> slight limp. <laughs> Strange. All off kilter. <laughs> I think as Roger is coming down the stairs, Caesar doesn't know why, but he's been fiddling with his app, Haunter, and he has administrative diagnostic tools on it, and he's been trying to get it to, like, go off. And it hasn't had any pings the entire time. But as soon as Roger walks down with the journal, whatever ability it has to detect the paranormal goes off. Now, Caesar doesn't understand what this means, but he sees a spike go off and he's like, this means money. And he's very <laughs> excited. He's like, finally, I can get off my trust fund and make my own. And uh, he just quietly like stifles a smile in the corner as this happens. And he's just going to try to figure out where that is eventually as, as things move forward. What do the rest of you do? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I think Gavin will take a look. We'll cast a glance over towards Cumstone. Does what does he see? Does Cumstone give him any indication or try to communicate in any way? Uh Cumstone just uh, comes down. Maybe lingers his eyes for a second at Jordy. Jordy, you might pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Cumstone does not change the way he acts at all. Um, and then he's like, oh, it looks like my shoe's untied. Let me get that. And then he stabs the boy in the neck. <laughs> I knew it. I saw it coming a mile away. Saw that look. Hold his legs, Ma. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I think we've uh, taken up enough of your time. <laughs> Very kind of you to allow us into your home. I think we've taken enough of your son's life. <laughs> offer us your cucumber sandwiches, but we should get on our way. Um, I think Magdalena obviously picks up on the cue that it's like, okay, yeah, it's time to wrap things up. Um, but she's looking at this kid, and I think she quietly try, like trying to change tactics a little bit with him but she kind of leans in and, and she asks do you feel safe here? Safe here? Yeah. You know that you can go to other adults if you don't feel safe or comfortable talking to certain adults and she is confused why she's like doesn't know how to phrase it right, but she hands him a card uh, and she says, call if you need anything. Just know that we can help you. Help me what? uh, Not like school related stuff. Like if you know anything about anything that we were talking about. Okay. Um, She kind of brushes her her legs off and stands up. She goes, uh, thank you so much um, for talking with us. Yeah, sure, no, no problem. Um, if I, yeah, if I hear anything, I'll, I'll call you. 
Sure. You have a lovely home. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Is there anything else that uh, we can do for you before you, you head out? Is no. there a Mr. Father Dangler. of a Murderer? Dangler. Dangler. <laughs> Dangler. We all, we're all whispering into Roger's thing. Dangler. 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 Is there a Mr. Murderer's father? <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, he's, he's just, uh, he's at work. I'll be, be home uh, dinner time as usual. Tell him we said hi. <laughs> okay. Give him my best. I, I certainly will. You are so friendly. You're all so friendly. Hey, uh, by the way, um, I don't mean to trouble you. Uh, you don't happen to have any high C in Turkey, like, uh, you know, like sliced deli turkey and, I don't know, grape high C? Um, it's a standard I, procedure. <laughs> I do have sliced deli turkey, but no, I, I don't have anything just besides a little... the sun kissed. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Can I get some for the road? I don't mean to trouble you, like I say. But, uh, just the turkey? Would you like a sandwich, turkey. Hun? No, 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 no. I can't do the bread. But if you just, like, wrap up a little bit of the turkey, that would be lovely. Yeah, thank you. Okay. I'm just going to read what the module says real quick. Hold on. We can edit this out. I just want to do it by the book. <laughs> the high C was code. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You can take the turkey without bread. Great. Awesome. You don't have to uh, roll for it? <laughs> you'll even have to roll for it she'll 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 put some sliced turkey into a ziploc bag for you and and hand it to you why is it right. so sad it feels so sad yeah she's just thinking in her head she's like that poor sad man i hope the turkey helps a little bit <laughs> i hope the turkey brings him a little bit of solace. Yeah. <laughs> Magdalena, Magdalena has to walk away. She cannot watch Doherty eat this turkey. It's too sad. <laughs> sad yeah. bag of turkey. It's like minimum, minimum three days expired. So yeah. it's like got that slime the that slime. just leaves on the inside of the bag. Yeah. Oh, a little sticky. <laughs> Stakes up the whole car. No, anyway, I think, I think our next priority is making sure that Jordy eats it before we enter the car again, because that cannot stink up the inside of this SUV like that. Uh, <laughs> man, come soon. If you had something in your pocket, I wouldn't even care with all this turkey talk. I'm not even. I'm so distracted. That's the trip to That's the thing. It's the trip to fail. Not right out. <laughs> all right. We bid we bid her farewell and head out to the car. We're in the car. <laughs> We're in the car. All right. Well, Jordy pulls out the turkey <laughs> on the on the sidewalk on the way to the car and starts eating it. <laughs> Good. Okay. Right. Tastes fine to you. Uh, very slimy though. Very very slimy. Oh, I kind of like that though. <laughs> you know, when it gets a little bit past the date, that's when it's the best. I think you know. <laughs> when you can really taste the meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flavor to it. A little bit of flavor, you know? Like when you hang a pheasant, that kind of thing. It's, a, it's like that. <laughs> Does Jordy hang a lot of pheasants in the Bronx? I do. Sure, you know. <laughs> Roger, Come up to the neighborhood. I'll treat you to some real, real gamey pheasant. Roger will light up a cigarette, and as he's lighting it up, he'll be like, uh, let's, let's get the fuck out of here. Got a cigarette in his mouth. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, and start moving towards the car. All right, we get in the car. Yep. 
how you guys get in the car. We open the door and um, slide in and put on her. Are you? Did you say how do you get in the car? No, no, no. I said okay. You get in the car. Oh, oh. <laughs> we knock out one of the windows. Uh, <laughs> I open the rear passenger door. Roll <laughs> into the front from the left. No, the right. Wait, and it's then, the, it's an SUV. It's raised a little bit. So do you step up or do you just walk jump, flat into the I side of it? I do a running jump. I ask someone to open the window and then I crawl in through the window, feet first. But nobody goes in through the sunroof. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be stupid. That's... I got to make a roll real quick. <laughs> okay, everybody's fine. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> we, we peel off. <laughs> full speed. We do a donut in front of the house. <laughs> Knock over the picket fence. I think as soon as, soon as we're a little bit away, immediately Magdalena says, "Okay, there was something off about that kid, right? I wasn't the only one who was feeling those vibes." Oh, there was something yeah. off, all right. What'd you find there, uh, Comstock? You see anything up with the, uh, the little recon? Yeah. I slipped into the kid's bedroom. Looked like a, an average teen's room. Messy. Smelled of puberty. <laughs> a couple of years past puberty. <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all know that smell? <laughs> I got two boys. My house is going to stink like that in ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just wait for middle school. Uh... uh <laughs> I got past that puberty reek real quick, walked over to the closet. <laughs> I swallowed it down. I swallowed oh. it down like an ice cold lemonade. <laughs> I moseyed on over to his closet. It was calling me. Something in it just said, look. Popped it open and there was a chest. Was the chest an old chest like that fit the contents or did it look like his chest he got when he was six that he just shoved this stuff into. It looked like an old chest, like leather chest with like brass buckles, like old chest. It looked like a chest, an old leather chest with brass buckles and shit. <laughs> Didn't look like the chest a teenager would have unless their parents are archaeologists. In which case... This would be exactly the kind of chest. Come soon. What was in the chest? Was there something in the goddamn chest? What are you talking about? Oh my God. Well, now I got myself thinking. We never did ask what Mr. Murderer's father does for a living. Maybe he's an archaeologist. In which case, this wasn't weird at all. Anyways, I popped that sucker open. And what I saw inside would make a man's blood run cold. <laughs> there is no bigger fan of Troy on this podcast than Skid. <laughs> Skid is Troy's absolute biggest fan. I thought you were going to say there is no bigger fan of Troy on this podcast than Troy. Well, that's true of every podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I look inside and I see Relics from another place and time. Relics that no teenager should have. And a journal that was completely incomprehensible to me, but in my 
opinion holds the secrets to all the shit that's going on here in Glen Ridge. Jordy, take a look at this. And he reaches into his the back of his pants and pulls out this old leather-bound journal. Taps on it. He's like, something in here, something in here is the answer to our problems. And Jordy gingerly takes this the journal and he hesitates for a second. He's like, wait a minute, I forget. He doesn't really have diarrhea, right? No, no, no. Okay, then he takes it. <laughs> and I have I have anthropology at sixty percent, archaeology at sixty percent. Uh I have occult at seventy, Ooh. and I speak a little Spanish. Ooh. I also oh. sp- Gavin also speaks Spanish fluently. Okay. Restaurant Spanish. <laughs> it is. It's twenty percent Spanish, so yeah, it's restaurant Spanish. Yeah, I used to speak that. Marcelo, por favor. <laughs> that, was my, that was my go-to. Uh, okay, you open it up, Jordy, and uh, you know enough with your skill to know that there's there's a lot here. Uh, as you're in the car and flipping through. You see, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of pages uh, of uh, writing, scrawlings, multiple languages, uh, sketchings, uh, all different kinds of stuff. Um, and you feel like with a little time, you could you could dig into it. Yeah, this there was this is dense. There was a lot here. This is uh, I need a little time to study this. Should we consider staking out the boy's house? Clearly he's involved. Clearly he ha- we don't know what or how he's causing these people to die. But they all happen at night, presumably when he's either asleep or everyone else in his house is asleep. So it would be yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. That might be a good idea. We could even set up surveillance so we don't miss anything. I mean, I've got some camera hookups. We can use a van. Um... That's a good idea, Gavin. We're going to have to do it yeah, ourselves. So we can't get the cops involved. No. No. We got no... We got no... Uh, we got to be careful, too, because whatever's happening here, we don't know uh, how he's going to react when he finds his little diary he's missing. Oh, that's... What if it's... All right, well, now we got to be extra careful. I mean, what if... What if that starts happening to one of us? What if the book is sort of like the catalyst of things? We need to never uh, leave each other's side. We should, stay in, we should stay indoors, too. All of the victims were killed. Oh, no, except for the last one. Yes. First in through her bedroom. Yeah. Taken if, from, yeah. If we're always stay. together and it comes for one of us, it comes for all of us. So say we all. So say we all. Hey, Caesar. <laughs> is Caesar I'm assuming Caesar's driving. Is he driving? Uh, Caesar is driven places. He never drives. He's probably he's actually like his phone's like going off of this journal and he's like trying to like edge in and his MO is going to be to take pictures of the text and like send it off to his R&D team. Whether or not that'll have mm-hmm. anything in the game happen, I don't know. But uh, it's something he would definitely want to do. Um, and he would do so up until the point someone might admonish him to not share secret Delta Green stuff. Um, but then he would then share that his team are all like 
high-functioning, low-paid 20-somethings on extraordinary contracts with NDAs that would chop your head off if you ever shared anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's in the car with you. Okay. I think Magdalena, if if you allow it, um, if she notices the, the phone like going off, I think she kind of just looks over and she's like, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, uh, this is uh, Haunter. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. It's uh, the hottest new app in the paranormal space. Uh, it helps triangulate your 4G, infrared, and other sensors in your phone to detect the paranormal, and I'm getting some strange readings on it, uh, I think from that book, actually. What's an app? Is Is that some type of sandwich? No, it's not an appetizer. I can't do the bread. I told you before. (laughs) I'll just take the meat if there's meat in it, but I can't do the bread. Roger's been off the grid for ten years. He didn't have a cell phone. And so apps came out, and he's never heard of them. I realize, I mean, like, apps are more than ten years old. been part of our world. But nobody called them apps. They called them applications. It's uh, also not true, but you know, I mean, it was <laughs> 20 years ago. Never heard of them. Um, I think Magdalena is very skeptical of Caesar's app with her knowledge of just IT and like general practical use of applications, especially through a phone. So she looks like quizzically at him, but then she gets a little serious and she's like, does it work? Yeah, in our results, we've had a, a 33% success rate in detecting the paranormal. That's better than zero, which everyone else is on. You may have seen our advertisements on the History Channel during the alien programming. That's where we mostly, you know, get our new subscribers, so... Um, it works. I mean, if you have an Android phone, I can send you the APK. You can sideload it otherwise into your iPhone if it's jailbroken. <laughs> What the hell is this kid talking about? <laughs> You're under arrest. People <laughs> own androids now. How long have I been gone? <laughs> who is driving the car, by the way? What's that? Who's driving yeah, the who car? Who is driving? It has to be Gavin. Process of elimination. Process He's the elimination only one that could me. possibly, at this moment now, be driving a car. We're all on mescaline, and no one knows. Who's <laughs> <laughs> driving the car? Are you driving the car? I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> what did she put in that tea she gave us at her house? Uh, Are we on an ayahuasca spirit trip right now? <laughs> <laughs> We're just vomiting out the side of what an SUV the, going through the slime on that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Swerving all over the road, vomiting and hallucinating. <laughs> all right. Can we, if we want to give Jordy Wait, where some Where are we time, headed? Yeah. Are we where are we going? Are we going... Uh, I think what might help us, actually, is uh, some sort of phone call discreetly to Director Carson. Mm. He said to, uh, what was his notes? We can call him with official business only, meet in person if we need to discuss with anything off the record. That might be too far away, though, to be able to zip out and zip back in. We also have the appointment with the with the coroners this afternoon, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. so we're going. Oh. Maybe we should go to that. That's tomorrow afternoon. Oh, tomorrow. Oh. Oh. Tomorrow afternoon. Oh. Wow, this open. This will be this will be done and dusted by the time we get to tomorrow afternoon. All right. So. Oh, okay. I thought that was this morning at nine thirty a.m. Didn't we have an appointment? It's at three p.m. on Saturday. We bumped it because we we met the coroner at the scene of the previous murder. Well, I was, right. I can't do Saturday at three. <laughs> You'll have to, yeah, just have to miss it, I guess. Can you can you remote in if one of us 
Is that a possibility? Do you, you know FaceTime, Roger? Are you familiar yeah. with FaceTime? Yeah, we'll I guess FaceTime I can move you. some things around. <laughs> Apps, am I right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we should... Do we have any other leads tonight, or do we just start planning the stakeout? We should or definitely do, you, do a stakeout. Definitely stakeout. Yeah. We also need to give Jordy time to go through the book, and I can help you because I, I speak Spanish. So Right. Oh, we should right. do like a, a, a five-point stakeout. Like mm. where we're like Roger will go behind the house stealth no. and just hide in bushes. Somebody at Magdalena in the car with the computer equipment. Uh, we'll have Gavin dress up as a paper boy. We we might actually need uh, multiple cars to like follow him if he can fucking fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he can fly, we're just shit out of luck. We're toast. I mean, there's also a possibility it's not him and it's something he's conjuring. In which yes. case, it won't come from. It may not come from. The area, but if that's the case, then we're in trouble regardless. Yeah. Well, if, for example, it could, if he summoned it, it could come from wherever it was when he first summoned it. It might not even be his house. Yeah. We need eyes on his so, bedroom to see, well, yeah. you know what? If he needs this journal to conduct a ritual, well, then he's shit out of luck. Yep. I mean, it, I, it seemed, I, I, as I recall from a rolling, it seems like he's. He may not have any idea he's doing it. He might right. be totally... Yeah. yeah. Might be his, entirely his subconscious. I wouldn't... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Is there any connection between the book of history he was reading and this other book? Is there any correlation whatsoever? Yeah, it was uh, Incan history, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's regionally, like, it's the same. Okay. So. so, do we want to do we want to go back or do we go back to the motel... Jordy and I can can set about reading the book, and you guys can organize all of the tech and materials we need for the stakeout, and then get back there as soon as possible. Yeah, we yep. want to get back. The murders seem. Am I correct? Like they all happened at night, right? And all we want to get back there before. Yeah, yeah. Right at nightfall. Yeah. I uh, I yeah. would like Caesar to use his bureaucracy if it's necessary to obtain any type of surveillance uh, items and equipment that Magdalena deems necessary from a tech perspective. He he wouldn't know exactly what to ask because he has like app developers working for him. But this is similar to what he does at work. Like he has someone who knows what they're doing. Tell him what he needs to do, and he finds a way to get it. Yeah, um, I think just off the top of like her head, cameras. Like I think that's the easiest way to survey. If we set up like two cameras, one by the bedroom. So now that we know the layout of the house, one by like the bedroom window, one by the front door, or back door, um, and just have them remotely live stream to the car where she is with the computer. There's also it's, something useful yeah. in terms of parabolic microphones. You know those like um, satellite dish microphones they have on the side of NFL games yeah. to like get mm. long distance stuff. I'd love to have something yeah. on his bedroom, and I believe that's actually Definitely. within the requisitions list on the rule book. That'd be tight. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I could yeah. climb a tree outside stealthily with so a camera tech. and a parabolic microphone and just hold mm. it at his window. Yeah. If, and if we can get ourselves a cargo van, Jordy and I can set up a, an archaeology station in the back. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I love it. And Sounds like a plan. S- spray paint murderer on his front door. <laughs> <laughs> and we should, we should egg his house. <laughs> just for good measure. <laughs> Tell you what, we can just find somebody that's really annoyed us and then sign that. With their name, so that he we can direct his anger. Yeah. 
Can you forge Dr. Santorini's handwriting? <laughs> How would he tag the word murderer? Uh, oh man. Honestly, two birds, one scone, because Santorini was getting those samples that I did not want him to get, so we might need to... Oh, oh, Santorini. Uh, yeah. It's a problem that could solve itself. <laughs> did you say two birds, one scone? Yeah, it's the new, it's the new PC way to say it because they don't want us to kill birds anymore. Oh, have you guys heard that? Isn't that the dumbest? Most I'm not pita? sure if you know this, but we murdered at least one bird when Jordy ate all that turkey. So <laughs> it's too late for that. I will never stop murdering birds. <laughs> I don't care how much the world's changed. I will never stop murdering birds. You don't throw rice at, at weddings anymore for that reason, Troy. I do. I just show up at weddings, crash them, and throw rice. Say, <laughs> so you can't change the old traditions! <laughs> uh, all right, we got a good plan here. Let's do it. And montage. <laughs> Requisition montage. Requisition montage. Fast forward to the evening. Um... So the day passes. Uh, you guys, uh, what do you rent a van? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You should be able to, we, to, to use our requisition skills to get a uh, car or SUV. We could rent it, yeah. We could, well, also, we, could also we were going to call, we were gonna call uh, our handler, right? Maybe they would have some stuff for us if we tell them what's up. Yeah, we'd have to speak yeah. very vaguely over the phone unless oh, we visited true. them. We'd have to say, like, the boxes in the hen house give us a van <laughs> or we'll just steal a fucking van and then oh steal a van yes burn it <laughs> we'll dig up some corpses from you, the local you don't graveyard. have to use code language to I mean you have a car you have an SUV yeah if you wanted to get a van you don't necessarily have to use code language you can just requisition an SUV you, and no, you can we should tell be them that safe. over the phone and say you know, we're, we need it for the investigation. Yeah. I think we'll also ask for, uh, from the surveillance list, uh, the fiber optic scope, which is standard, voice-activated recorder, directional microphone, and acoustic software, which uh, I'm sure Magdalena can figure out how to use very quickly. Uh, there's also under standard, which means it should be easy for us to um, get if available, is a basic open market drone. Which oh. would be useful potentially Ooh, yeah. if it can fly. Yeah, the things that are more difficult to get are advanced drone, GPS tracking device, um, and major things like ground penetrating radar and military grade drone. That's a lot. So figure out what you want to ask for because that's going to determine the, the requisition role. The less intense it is, the more likely you are, you know, to get what you need. Ooh, I feel like drone might solve a lot of problems if we can just survey with the drone. Yeah, the only problem uh, is noise, but it could be useful, particularly for chasing someone. Yeah, if it starts flying, then we can chase it with the drone. That plus the directional microphone and the fiber optic scope. Those are all standard, so those are three standard there. And I think what I would love to get for Cumstone, if he'd allow it, 
This is a standard expense. Civilian night vision goggles. Ooh, yeah. Need them. Want love to roll a bureaucracy on that. I want them. I want them forever. Requisition that I get to keep them after the mission. I'm not sure I can do that, but I'll try. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> can you folks think of anything else on the list that uh, would let us do what we need to do? We got our computers already. Car. Um, are we looking for an additional van as well? Are we trying to requisite? Requis- no, let's get a van. That? I think a van would be good. Yeah, we don't want to look like we're the FBI monitoring them. We want to look like we're fixing the the power lines. Um, Working on the telephone box. All right, that means uh, you guys got to figure out your priority list here and you have to contact your your handler. So talk me through it. What do you want to do? Priority is on the actual uh, items that will allow us to get intel on him. So um, um, the priority, unless anyone disagrees, should be directional microphone and acoustic software, the basic open market drone, um... I think next on that is probably the van. I think the van probably is option is requirement number one. But then, I mean, we yeah. could black out an SUV and try to fake it. Otherwise, we won't be able to do a lot of the the stuff. Otherwise, and we can try to roll stealth rolls. So I would put it lower, but I I also understand that difference in opinion. Well, um, we also want want to have multiple vehicles at the ready, right? In case we have to track this thing. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. So that changes priority to, I guess, um, number one? Or do you want it right after the the microphone and drone? I mean, it's my number one, but if I... Yeah. I'm, you know. We'll do it number one, and then microphone, then drone, then night vision goggles. Um, if we I can... Or yeah. Cameras? Cameras... Well, if we have night vision cameras, that would be good. It's weird. They don't really have cameras. Isn't that not, oh. the scope? The fiber, fiber optic scope? Or like a spy cam? So a fiber a fiber optic... Uh, I think a fiber optic camera are traditionally the cameras that are small enough that you can slide underneath a door mm. in like a hostage situation. I could be misreading what's on there, but... Yeah, we don't need that. We just... we You know, we, we want like basic... Basic cameras, right? Yep. Yeah. So by the rules of the game, there are two ways you can go about this. Uh, you can do it through a, an official requisition through your contact, through Carson at the FBI. This is, after all, an official FBI uh, operation, uh, but it's not, an inv- it's not an official investigation. So, like, the FBI is not responsible for finishing off this investigation, but you are on loan as uh, co- uh, contractors or consultants to help local police. So, um, I would say uh, on the list of you know, actual FBI uh, operations, this would be considered low priority. The uh, actual handler that you have could probably bump it to normal priority, but it really won't go above that without raising too many questions. 
You then have to make a bureaucracy roll, uh, which is modified by how difficult the thing is you want to get. And a van is uh, surprisingly difficult to get, <laughs> according to the book. Um, so in terms of an official requisition. Same thing. So the ones that are standard take no penalty to the roll. Uh, and you're, you, you're doing, uh, yeah, a, like a bureaucracy roll. Um, and then... If, if you, the other I can, options I can are... I a van if we need to. Yeah, what if we just go rent a van? Yeah, I like stealing the van. The, the other option is you can spend your own money. Mm. So you can spend your own money to get this stuff, um, and you have to make an intelligence check or an accounting test, uh, and if it fails... Uh, well, anyway, pass or fail, there's some interesting stuff, so... It's up to you guys how you want to approach it. If you guys want a hot wire van, we can. I do have a 70 in bureaucracy and accounting, and I think it will be the only time I'll be able to use this. Let's <laughs> try it. And I hot have a wiring is a backup plan. Yeah, I have a 70 in bureaucracy and a 50 in accounting, so I can help. Okay. Why don't we rent and plus, one and steal another one, and then why do we need race so them. many vans? We'll race them on the way to the crime scene. Sorry. So, sorry, just voice of reason here. Why do we need so many vans? <laughs> is this, or, yeah, is Cindy the in the back. To be is that yeah, Magdalene is like, well, is the point to be more noticed? I'm confused at our MO now. Now this is your standard three van job. <laughs> just three uh, tinted black vans we, lining up. How do you know if your first van is any good if you don't get the second one? Right. You need plausible deniability, Sydney. You see, you have one stolen van so that we can chase down that van in the event. Someone catches mm. on to what we're doing yeah. and that lets us call them off the scent of Delta Green. Yeah, so don't forget yeah. the decoy van too, right. right? Which is a huge part of it. But of course, and then we also need the van to like, you know, if we if for something happens to the first van, we need to like be able to have the third van to replace the first van and the second van to use. It's just, and then we just keep rotating vans. Yeah, and craft services too. That would be a fifth van. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. yeah. So let's go with five vans, Joe. What's the <laughs> How's that going to affect the difficulty? Uh, it's not. It, it actually isn't going to impact the difficulty, but it does very clearly uh, answer the question posed at the top of the episode, which is how are we going to extend this uh, to <laughs> 10 episodes? This is why. Because of this nonsense. <laughs> Joe, you could just solve the problem and say we have a van. Sorry. I kind of want to play the game. It is a game. It isn't just like make up whatever you want and have a fun time doing it. Like there is, it is a game. I like right, rolling well, we'll, dice on occasion. How many times do you want me to roll these damn dice, Joe? You tell me right I, now. Well, we'll get to I, the point. Look, I missed. I missed something. So you can official requisition. You can purchase it with your own money, or and this might be something interesting in Caesar's case. I don't know. You can call in a favor. Mm, so whoa. if any of your bonds are super well connected in tech or whatever, or have an authority to like get you something, um, you can do a charisma roll uh, to see if you can get it. Anyway, there, there, there's those are the major three that I'm seeing: spending your own money, calling in a favor, or official requisitions. What do you want to do? Pick one, and we're going with it. Requisition. And then if it fails, you can look at other options. But what is your first choice? Requisition. Official requisition. You need to call your handler. Is your charisma roll your times five in there? Because that's yeah. an 85. So that'll definitely work if I have to do it. Charisma so. times five. Yeah. Here we go. That Wait. is. What do you. 
you have to call your I said what I was going to do, which is uh, I was going to do the requisition first. So this is a bureaucracy one? The official requisition, you have to call your handler. Yep. So calling up the handler, I was jumping the gun on the dice, but I'm right. keeping what was rolled. But Because you have to see if you can even get that shit. All right. Hello? No, no it's not you, Andrew. Oh. You must this have is Carson. Called the wrong app. <laughs> <laughs> and I smile. I smile across the passenger seat. See? I used, I used it correctly. These are nods. Uh-huh. Carson. So, sorry for the crosstalk. Carson, uh, we're in need of a requisition to chase down a lead that's directly related to our main mission objective. If you catch my drift. Requisition. You're just supposed to be helping out the cops up there. Why can't you ask the cops? What do you need? Something they don't have? Uh, something that they might ask too many questions about. We thought it'd be best to go through... The Federal Bureau of Investigation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Give me a bureaucracy roll. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it again. Oh, even better. Uh, Twelve. Ooh, twelve. Twelve under (laughs) seven. What do you need? I'm going to need five vans. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you can get them. Marked or unmarked? Unmarked. Well, one mark. We need to steal one. One of them has to be stolen, or else our plan won't work. Wait, I have to steal it? No, no, no. Anyone you on your staff, it? your secretary could steal it. I don't care who steals it. It just needs to be stolen. Somebody expendable. We yes. need a hot van. <laughs> oh, my right. God. This is so funny. I can get you. I can get you one van. What else right. do you need? One van. We're gonna need cameras. We're gonna need at least four cameras that can. I don't know uh, why I'm talking like you. <laughs> it's contagious. I, I, caught, I caught the cumstone bug. <laughs> we all did. Now we all talk like cumstone. Now we all talk like cumstone. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're gonna need four Wi-Fi enabled cameras that can connect to our surveillance software. Magdalena's running it. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, I'll get it for you. <laughs> We're going to need a parabolic mic. Oh, and this I'll- is just ridiculous. <laughs> That's not all. We're also going to need acoustic software to analyze what goes into the mic. I don't even know what that means. Uh, ask your secretary again after she's done stealing the van. <laughs> <laughs> then hang up. <laughs> he calls right back and says, I'm also going to need night vision goggles, god damn it. And, and I want to keep them. Tell him I want to keep them. Oh, yeah. Comes on, wants them. wants to keep them. I just oh. imagine Roger just sitting there being like, he's making like the universal sign for like, hang up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Once they said what you want to hear, you hang up the phone. Was that money ball? Well, as soon as they say what you yeah. want to hear, hang up the phone. Hey, money ball. Um. um all right, the van, the van I can get you. The, uh, the parabolic mic and the cameras. Let me, let me work on it. I'll call you back. All right, click. Also a drum. He hangs up. And he, bye, I love you. <laughs> Did you just say I love he you? He hangs up. Um, I'm sorry, I'm used to asking my dad for things, and that's how I end my conversations with him. I love you. 
Uh, Caesar, I think it's safe to say with your bureaucracy role that and your bureaucracy score that um, this stuff, you're not going to get it today and Ah. you probably won't get it tomorrow. You could probably get the van maybe tomorrow. Um, But some of these things are going to take at least a day or two uh, to come through. And you're coming into the weekend, which is good timing. Uh, So can Caesar lay down his dad's credit card and get, let us rent that, rent that stuff or go to a radio shack. Yeah. Caesar, can we go to Best Buy? Like, yeah. Yeah, if, th- if this is stuff that's easily purchased at like B and H you most can of, drive most into of the stuff city. Is. Most of the stuff is. Um outside yeah, of so the, I mean you can use your own money too. Uh yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna wait for calling in the favor for something that's really hard to get, and he's gonna turn to Magdalena and say I don't know if you've ever seen a black card before, but let's go shopping. Montage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we're trying guys at B&H just smiling, <laughs> laughing, looking all around. I come out with one pair of night goggles out of the dressing room, and you guys shake your head. We're <laughs> out of the dressing room. We're all, we're all sitting there shipping champagne, sipping champagne. A second pair of night vision goggles, and you all just shake your head. <laughs> Caesar, Caesar crashes the drone into a rack of stuff that all falls down. Everybody's like, "Ah, oh, Caesar!" Caesar. <laughs> and then, right as that happens, Caesar looks directly into the camera, pulls out the black card again, and you see the logo of American Express across the screen. It's just an advertisement. The entire montage. That's how we're paying for the show. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, so is that an accounting role to get all this, this stuff? Uh, yes, that is an accounting role. Yep. All right. Um, I'm hoping our next round or of intelligence times five. Uh, accounting's way higher. Here it comes. Okay, a thirteen. Ooh, under wow. seventy. Thirteen under seventy. Uh, okay. I also now, use a black card to now rig it this is, tens digit die. It's early afternoon. You're going to have to take. Roughly hour and a half, two hour trip into the city to get this. Uh, do your shopping. You can get everything there. I'm just trusting you that you can get all this stuff there. I'm assuming uh, I've been to B and H. They have a lot of crazy shit. Um, you can't get night vision goggles. You can. You can. You can. You can. They sell to hunters. They they uh, they specialize in optics. They have relations with all those companies. They sell night vision scopes for deer hunters and binoculars. Okay. I, I know this for a fact. Um, I think the first thing we do, obviously, is to rent the van from the lo- closest Home Depot, which isn't that far away. I actually did a recon mission out to Montauk about a week ago, two weeks ago now. And uh, let me tell you, uh, my wife, who was born in New York City, was terrified of the nighttime. So the idea of a demonic bat creature going out in the middle of the <laughs> night in this very, very quiet place where you can see all the stars is, is very scary. With no lights on the street. It's kind of like, I guess Troy's kind of used to that now where he lives. But... Yeah, so we, we get the van first, and then we split up and do the rest of the purchases that way, I think. Yeah. So maybe Jordan, Jordan and I can stay behind and get get to work on this journal, this journal. Yeah. 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 Let me handle the van. Uh, what, what, when's the last time you drove a van? <laughs> I know vans. I know vans. I lived in one for three and a half years. <laughs> All right. Oh. That's that enough is... for me. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Rogers on the van, uh, Magdalena van, and Caesar are in the city. 
Uh, they're having a night out in the city. Um, Jordy and uh, Gavin are going to work on the journal. So are you guys doing that at the hotel? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, Jordy, you want to go get a bite to eat while we yeah, work Yeah, actually, I was just about to say, it might be better to be in a public sort of place. Summon a demon on. at Applebee's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah summon a demon. I wanted to be at a chain restaurant, ideally. So. Is, there a, is there a Ruby Tuesdays nearby? Uh, yes, there is a Ruby Tuesdays. Of course there's a Ruby Tuesdays. Oh, perfect. Shit. I'm sorry, it's not Ruby Tuesdays. It's Spaghetti Factory. It's oh, Spaghetti oh, Factory. Okay. It's spaghetti your best Factory. But. All right. <laughs> all right. Spaghetti, spaghetti factory. factory it is. Uh, all right. You guys head to Spaghetti Factory. All right. So your role is successful. Troy, uh, I need your uh, accounting role on um, Van. Okay. I have the uh, 10% that's given to you <laughs> if you don't invest any points in accounting. Okay. Uh, so so uh, what about intelligence times five? Intelligence times five? The same score. Uh, well, my intelligence is 10. That'd be a 50. Okay. So you, you can just sub-intelligence. You can sub-intelligence, yeah. It's it's basically indicating that you know how to get or keep money or access money. Okay. 92. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he's like, I'll take care of the van. <laughs> now you go off. And you realize you don't have the money or the credit or whatever ID is properly required to actually rent a van. So what do you do? I steal a van. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take care of the van. All right. He, go, he, he can't it goes figure up it to out. The, He's like, I don't know how to rent a van. He goes just, up to the Hertz, pulls his wallet out, and just like a couple moths come out of it. And just, like, <laughs> just looks around for a parking lot. He's like, right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is just revenge from when we stole a car and called Cthulhu, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We need a van tonight, though. I, I really have- hope that instead of picking a nondescript white van, you pick someone who has like all the advertising for their HVAC business on the side of it. Like it's a he walking picks the billboard van from Dumb and Dumber, right? Dog ears and everything. So we can do a stakeout with the big dog ears on the side of the van. I mean, yeah, no, I can't steal a van. Stealing a van would just bring unnecessary heat to us. So. uh no, when I when I realize that I don't have the means of acquiring a van, uh, I am going to try and uh, use go come back and use my military expertise to cry, kind of fashion a makeshift tinting of our SUV windows so that you can't see inside. We're driving the SUV to B and H. Well, then it's making it a lot more difficult for me to do this. <laughs> Will you pull over? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was, the, was it really the tinted windows? That were <laughs> well, I don't know if they saw our van when we pulled up. Maybe they did. Well, it's I mean, also I mean, about our having, SUV, our It's SUV. also about having multiple vehicles yeah. just in case we need to follow them. So I don't know if you are able to find an app in order to call. You us. can also just say I couldn't get the van and then Caesar can just buy it with his credit card. Mm-hmm. Yes, I come back to the <laughs> hotel and no one's there. And so I just... <laughs> shit. No, Jordy and uh, and Gavin are there. You come back to the hotel and they 
are pouring over uh, this this journal uh, that you originally found, Troy, and, and handed off to them. And um, you, you see them hunkered down, and now we'll say they're a few hours into it uh, because the other two had gone to the city and you had gone to Hertz. Uh, and I just walk in. I'm got like, denied at the counter. I get out of here, you bum! I get lost. I couldn't get the van. I'm, I'm cash poor. No homeless. Did you call, Did you call Caesar? Uh, no, I don't. No. Can what? you give him a ring? <laughs> just let him know he needs to add van to the list. Uh, I'll text him. I'll text him right now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever that means. I text Caesar and say, Roger couldn't get the van. Can you, you get f- the van? What'd you find out in that fancy leather book there? You guys dig into it, and there's a lot here. And uh, you get the sense that you see the name in the front, just like uh, Roger had originally had as well. Derek Wheeler. And... Um, you get the sense it's a lot of it's written in first person and you get the sense that this person is, uh, a, an archeologist or uh, an anthropologist, uh, an explorer of some kind. And some of these accounts are firsthand accounts of travel to South America. Um, you're not exactly sure how old it is. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, seem to be talking about, you know, uh, being in Lima in or around Lima, and discussing things with local uh, local experts, local uh, historians, stuff like that, and uh, and digging through old libraries. Um, if you go to, if you refer to roll twenty, I'll uh, I'll, I'll give you sort of a highlight uh, page that really jumps out to you and uh, uh, has a lot of juicy details. Oh my god, that looks so freaking oh, good! That's that's quite good. Oh yeah, it looks like it's written in blood oh, that is whoa. dried. Oh, that's Love awesome! It. And you see underneath the text these sketches around it that look like they had a nice little Photoshop filter thrown on top, and uh, it's great, very detailed. Yeah, the sketches that uh, Grant speaks of, you see sort of uh, a a wall uh, uh, and steps going up into a sort of a part of a structure that has vaguely uh, Incan vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also see uh, the the sketchings of a, a couple strange-looking faces, um, you know, perhaps demonic in nature or statuesque in nature, but there are like these spheres or circles uh, in which these images are drawn, but then over the images is, is a lot of writing. Uh, some of it is uh, in English. Some of it is in Spanish. Uh, and so it's pretty lucky that Gavin speaks Spanish. Uh, and so you're able to read this in a lot more detail. Um, as you're looking through it, you see that this person, Derek Wheeler, was researching someone else's journal, somebody named Captain Valdez, who seems to be a, uh, a Spanish, you know, conqueror during this time. Um, and 
has some original uh, passages that were that were in this journal, and he transcri- transcribes them across. Uh, so Gavin looks across and and reads this, and there's one uh, passage on the left page uh, up near the top where he can translate it word for word, and it says. I came upon a village where another of the heathen priests spoke of a great bird of prey that would wreak vengeance upon us. But God in his infinite mercy will protect the righteous and punish these blasphemous practices. There's, uh, oh, and then um, uh, he continues, the priests seemed to revere the lightning that storms here so frequently bring. I took his vile trinket and smashed it to the ground and then gave it over to the Inquisitor and then gave him over to the Inquisitor. This land will be cleansed with blood and fire. Only the sun and moon remain and our work to bring light to the misguided souls in these lands will begin in earnest. That's pretty good, Joe. You translate that on the fly? (laughs) Yes. Yes, on the fly. (laughs) So maybe that has some, there's some connection there with the power wires, the lightning. Mm. Maybe that has some, there's some link there. Nice. Yes. Yes. And a bird of prey. So not a bat creature, but a giant bird of some kind. Yeah. Mm. This would make sense now why she was hanging and it seemed like she was dropped there. And, you know, this thing, maybe it's when it's. Remove, maybe it's not actually removing heads so much as it's just coming down and grabbing and lifting, and that force, that violent force, is just removing the skull and the spine like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Mm. Well, I mean, and I was thinking bat thing until we saw this bird thing, but birds are terrifying. They're incredible apex hunters, and like, if there were some supernatural way to like people always talk about Spider-Man having the like proportionate strength of a spider and being able to lift shit. View the talons and flight of a bird. You could rip someone off the ground, bite their head off and drop them just like we've seen in all these scenes. So this is, this is very scary to read about. Is there I'm a reading? Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, is there a bird of prey whose MO is removing heads like a, you know, like a grasshopper after well, she mates will kill the male. If you zoom in and look towards the upper left, you'll see handwritten notes that appear to be from Derek Wheeler uh, in English. Uh, It says, ancient Incans unlikely to hunt with hawks or falcons. Larger game with bows, uh, question mark. Uh, Some of that's a little bit hard to read than underneath. Uh, Why this reference to birds of prey, question mark. Nothing large enough indigenous to hear to these people. Is it some other interpretation? Question mark. So he doesn't know. He's sort of trying to figure it out as he's going. Do we I'm get- reading. I read down to the bottom right, and there's some more notes. I'm guessing from Derek Wheeler, but one jumped out at me. This is a lot of talk of the references to the sun and, to, and the moon, and he doesn't really know what to make of that. But then he says, "What did the priest mean mm-hmm. that the moon spirit hears only the dreamer? I wish I had the sun counterpart for study." That was my theory. Last week there was he was dreaming. His his hate or his anger into like a re- revenge. Yeah, this is all happening in his sleep. Mm. You know, the spirit is infecting his dreams and creating some sort of lucid dream that he can direct the bird to carry out his vengeance. Um, do, do we get the sense that Derek is approaching these subjects from and kind of 
religious study and that this is all metaphorical for explaining the world in front of him? Or does he believe that these moon spirits and other things referenced in here actually exist? Um, well, we'll get to that in a second. Let me go back to what Matthew had said before. So Matthew Gavin can translate the original Spanish, which is not translated. Uh, it seems Derek Wheeler spoke Spanish. And so uh, he sort of had this, you know, he says, what does the priest mean when the, the, the moon spirit hears only the dreamer? So you go back up to the, the paragraph he's referring to and you look uh, at the Spanish uh, part and it says in Spanish, the priest expired a little before dawn. His confession was hard fought by the Inquisitor. He had to overcome much darkness in order for his charge to repent and seek forgiveness for a life of sin. He will burn for eternity, of course, but before he was consigned to damnation, he told us little of use, only two rambling blasphemies. The moon spirit comes from Urin Pacha, and then in parentheses, the land of the dead, question mark, and hears only the calls for the dreamer. The sun spirit comes from the Hanapacha, and then in parentheses, the land of the gods, and hears the prayers of the faithful. The angels sent by the spirits will devour the essence of the defilers. So, so the, this translation is translating what a native uh, Incan was saying under torture by these Spanish torturers was saying the angels sent by the spirits will devour the essence of the defilers speaking about the Spanish saying they are the defilers and the angels uh, sent by the spirits will devour them. Um, and then you see Wheeler addressing this. There are no angels amongst any of the Incan pantheons I have encountered. He says reference here to the moon and sun priests could be an ancient representation of the moon animal, some reference to the Inti or Mama Kila. So he's just trying to figure out the translation of a translation, uh, essentially. But you notice um, in another part of the book that you're able to put together that his work, Wheeler's work, and this goes back to answering your question, um, is I believe he started off assuming that a lot of this stuff was religious in nature and mythological, and that's largely because of the flaws in the Spanish translation. Now, a language that you don't speak, which is written in here, uh, is something that you don't recognize, but you could easily search for it and would find uh, online that it is Quechua, which is oh. the native language of the Peruvian people that predates Spanish uh, and is still spoken there today. Um, However, you get the sense in reading through the book and some of Wheeler's other comments that essentially the Spanish conquistadors who were were more focused on blotting out this culture and destroying it and the language than really understanding it and understanding what really the history of these people was and what their culture was. And so... You have uh, the subtle translation when the Spanish uh, person who's writing this down is saying uh, aid from heaven or angels are coming or uh, they are they're talking about their translation of it. This stuff doesn't exist in Quechua. And he learned later, Derek Wheeler, that uh, there's subtle differences in the language with what that the Quechua used to indicate less of an angel or more or more of like an angel, which which has a certain mythological feel to it. And more of like the translation is more literally like a winged beast of burden. Mm. So much more 
like actual and not uh, religious. It's like their their translation is in their uh, oral tradition was no they they had these winged creatures and then if you you look into um actually you can look into the left page where you see the sketching of some of the fortress and you see uh, another again translating the spanish our holy inquisitor asked the priests how the great stone buildings came to be uh did they employ vanquished foes uh, essentially did they use slavery to build these enormous structures that still exist uh, in peru uh, were the temples found even before their civilization? Uh, and then it says in Spanish, it seems the stress of questioning has broken the man's fragile mind. Without the Holy Father to strengthen his resolve, I fear he may not be long for the world. He talked, uh, he talked of aid of heaven and winged servants constructing the sites of devotion. It seems that the good captain is reporting that the priest says he could somehow seek aid from the spirits of the earth, air, sea, and sky. These tales grow taller. The poor man must have been willing to say anything to his captors at that point. Um, so, yeah, it seems that a lot of this, and, uh, and you can look in other parts of the journal and see that really early on, Derek Wheeler was researching the, the buildings, the fortresses, how they were made, how these things came to be. Uh, and over time, eventually started to get these interesting translations. And it seems uh, that, you know, that he I- I indicates here that... Uh, you know what did he what did the priest mean that the moon spirit hears only the dreamer I wish I had the sun counterpart for study yeah it sounds like they were summoning creatures to do their bidding I'm just spitballing we have the sun the sun aspect of the creatures were used to build these temples and the moon aspect was used to exact vengeance yeah. Do we can we do a Google quick Google search on Derek Wheeler? Do we have any idea who he is? Is yeah. he some sort of well known academic or uh sure, yeah. Um you can do a Google search on him and you would find uh that he was a published uh archaeologist and anthropologist uh who writes who wrote some uh, studies uh, on South America, pre-Columbian South American cultures, uh, but that they were largely done in the 30s uh, and 40s. Um, you'd see that he went to the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, he was studying archaeology and anthropology there. Um, and you could just see that he has papers essentially published papers in these old journals that keep track of this stuff. And if you look those up, you know, you can start reading and, and now that you know what you're looking for, I mean, it's just, this goes well into the night. You know what I mean? You're talking about digging through deep research to find something that is really pointed, but uh, the sketchings on the pages seem to indicate. And if you go back up to where it says, I took his vile trinket and smashed it to the ground. You guys, uh, I I need an an anthropology role or I'm sorry, archeology span role from Jordy. Okay. Uh oh god I just missed it 63 Okay yeah you, you can't really you don't really know how to put these things together but you think that Oh could I do an I have anthropology too could I try that also Uh yeah you can try that 
Uh, 16. Under 60. Okay. The anthropology role would uh, allow you to know that Derek Wheeler probably wrote this journal mostly in a time when all of this stuff was considered to be Inca. But over the years that have passed since 1930, there have been a lot more studies and things published in anthropology about the existence of pre-Incan culture yeah, like the in South and, America. Yeah. yeah, the Moche and the Chavin and the Paracas mm. and the Nazca and like all of these sort of civilizations built one into another until they became the Inca. Uh, whereas the Spanish were much more like, you know, yeah, who gives a shit? Who cares what they really are? Um, it took so long for people to actually dig into what differentiated these cultures down there and what they were actually working on. So um, you would know with that role that th- what some of the things he's talking about here predate even Inca <laughs> culture and uh, that you may be when you talk about this trinket that. Uh, you would know that the Chavin, for example, uh, worshipped these uh, these powers of nature, uh, the sun, the moon, the sky, the, the sea, and that perhaps they had these trinkets that, uh, you know, would allow them to harness some sort of uh, power or, or energy or something. Um, and that, you know, he was looking for the sun amulet and you got the sense that right from what he said that they've destroyed all of them that they've been able to find this is the you know the christian uh conquerors destroyed all except the sun and the moon that they were still looking for Derek wheeler at least in the 30s still had not found the sun but it sounds like he had found the moon was the moon that was that in the chest the moon. Yeah, so I was going to ask, did Roger yeah. see anything that would resemble these sketchings that are in the book? Did I? There were there were trinkets, right? There were little. Uh, there were little like. Um, oh, what's the word? Uh, little like cloth effigies. Yeah, like wound with like colorful fabrics. Mm. Um, but you did see a long case that had like suede on the inside. And when you opened it up, it looked like a necklace case. And when you Mm. opened it up, it was empty. Right. Mm. Shit. We should probably get over to the house. Did he have a necklace on that? We were an odd, very ornate (laughs) necklace. (laughs) Do we remember that? Do we remember if he did? Oh, he was wearing a hoodie, right? I had a hoodie on. Oh, Should yeah. Should have asked him to take his shirt off. <laughs> Damn <laughs> Nothing it. wrong with that. Standard Jeff. procedure. <laughs> Just one more thing. Son, <laughs> I'm taking your shirt off. Um, yeah, so that that's that's pretty much the gist of, of what you get. Uh, if I can think of any other details, uh, I'll let you know. But um, you needed to pass the archaeology role for a few other details. But the um, you would also know with a high enough archaeology that, like, you could look to other people for this. You know what I mean? Like you could look to other experts for this uh, mm-hmm. if you wanted to. But between the two of you, you certainly were able to decode a lot of it. Uh, yeah, we should get to the stakeout then because you don't want it to get too late. Okay, we go to the stakeout. Uh, you guys are setting up. Roger, give me a stealth roll. <laughs> we, see, we just cut right to nighttime. Roger oh, yeah. climbing a tree. <laughs> Me climbing a tree with my night vision goggles and my parabolic microphone. <laughs> I love this, like, <laughs> this giant dude, like, moving with this. 
preternatural silence. I think there's still <laughs> accidentally like the protective cellophane tape on the outside of it since we got it to BNH. <laughs> and do we get the van? Were we able to successfully after he texted me? Do you yeah. want me to roll? Yeah, you we were have? able to get the van. I was just hoping Troy would try to steal a van, but uh, <laughs> he backed off. He's. Li- I don't know what happened to Roger Cumstone. Suddenly he's like Losing coming to his, his senses. Losing his, his business. Uh, his edge. As we're rounding the corner in the van, we're about a block away. I say, "Open the doors," and I ro- I roll out, <laughs> and I skulk through the neighbor's backyard, <laughs> hop a couple fences like a cat. Just you don't even hear me. I'm walking at top a chain link fence, and I swing over to a tree, and uh, like I'm doing the vault in the Olympics, I land softly uh, with a 26 under 70. Uh, in a tree next to Perp's bedroom. <laughs> and I spray paint murderer on his window. <laughs> <laughs> Silently. Uh, the tree has no leaves. Uh, so you're clearly visible uh, in, in daylight. Uh, but maybe at night you can sort of fashion yourself so that you look like a, a lump on a log. It looks uh, like a raccoon. Yeah, a raccoon. You just sort of like hunker in between the branches. He wears a mask, so he looks like a raccoon. Right. Mm. He wears a raccoon mask. I need you to roll a requisition for that. <laughs> I stole it from a, a 1940s robber. <laughs> uh, what are the rest of you doing? He's, he's parked up in the tree. Um, I guess. I think... I think Magdalena would just set up the cameras uh, she doesn't need to stealth I mean she's not doing anything weird because they're far enough away but I don't know you tell me she's walking the perimeter I guess setting up cameras yeah who's tuned into the parabolic mic you can hear it and it's also being broadcast to Magdalena's uh, rig okay so she's recording it and there's some more the, the diagnostic software I believe can help us like pick up on any unusual frequencies and whatnot. Night vision goggles on. Night vision goggles on. And maybe, like, while this is all happening, I'll sit with, Gavin will sit with Jordy and we'll go through, use my Lexus Nexus subscription to uh, hunt down any other articles we can find on the relevant figures and cultures and, yeah. In the van? In the okay. van. Yeah. That's so, what I was thinking. And Do you have a, a relevant skill there, Gavin? I mean, is, I, I is there like a research skill or a... I mean, I don't... It wouldn't be computer science, but... Let's see. I mean, history? Uh, yeah, I mean, history or, would work. I mean, really, I'm re- relying on Jordy's archaeology knowledge and my research knowledge, so would it sure. just be intelligence? Sure, you could do intelligence, too. You got to roll an intelligence times five. Uh, Eleven. Under oh, 75. crit! Wow. It's a crit success. A crit. Okay. Magdalena. So the corner of the property, planting a small hidden camera within the bushes outside. And then she moves across and literally silent as a cat. She's so tiny. Dressed all in black. Can't even see her against the night sky. Starts setting up another camera. Caesar is focused intently on his app and on the, the drone hunter. and he's setting up the drone he's ready he's got it he's, he's swiping between apps he's multitasking so he has the, the app to control the drone on his iPad and he has Haunter in the other tab exactly and okay. Tinder the Tinder <laughs> <laughs> and Tinder uh, 
Okay. <laughs> and then, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Gavin is working with Jordy and he's, he's on his database and, and he's looking through and, uh, he's thinking about everything that Jordy said and he's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. The sun, the moon. He's looking at the two sketchings, talking about smashing the trinket. He's starting to put everything together with what Comstone saw. And yeah, you are, pr- you are convinced that you're talking about amulets, that they're probably talking mm-hmm. about amulets that were worn and had some sort of gave them control over some winged servant. And you start thinking about how you were asking the kid about his dreams and you you had this intuition that had something to do with his dreaming and you're talking about the moon the the amulet of the moon and it why does it only listen to the dreamer and you're like this kid must have this thing compared you know compared to the empty case that's in the the uh the box he's got to be wearing it and and he's speaking with this thing in his in his dreams maybe um you're thinking this in the van as uh we see Jordy looking at his phone and he gets a notification while he's on Tinder. A notification <laughs> comes up from his Haunter app and it's like, you need to look at this. Taps the Haunter up app and it comes up and it's like paranormal activity detected within blah, 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 blah. And he points it over and it's emanating from the house. And then we slowly zoom in on Roger Cumstone. <laughs> hand on his earphone other hand on the and all of a sudden you start to hear some sort of disturbance it's being transferred through Magdalena's uh, equipment starts picking it up really barely audible through the static you hear a voice from another world and we'll see you next time. Oh, oh my God. Close Tinder. Close Tinder. Strawing the spirit. Swipe right. Swipe it's right. It's taking right. Right. your RAM on my phone up. Shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon.